0: It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. Tonight, we've got a very, very special woman with us. Her name is Lyra Kay, and she has a background in psychotherapy. She is, um, oh wow, I just got to read you some of these things because she's like so super special in all of her areas of expertise she's a psychic a healer angel whisperer visionary world traveler artist of course life coach speaker and she really knows the law of attraction now she likes to focus on helping entrepreneurs to get over that hump between um working for money and working spiritually she's got a really great message and once you can tap into everything spiritually the rest is a piece of cake then she is also what I would term to be a phenomenal life coach and the reason for that is because she's lived through some very very difficult circumstances such as losing her husband at age 34 with five children so she has been through things uh, that will really make her quite special because if a coach hasn't experienced life well then they how are they going to be able to help you And because she's psychic, she's also able to pick up the energies around you. So she is just one terrific coach. And I just want you to um, get to know her and to see how powerful and how wonderful. Oh, and did I mention that her homeland is actually Russia, Siberia. And... um, I think that is really special because we have a very large group of people listening from Russia, so uh, we're going to send a special message to them as well. So I just want you to kick back, relax, watch this video, or listen from Law of Attraction Radio Network, and we'll be right back with Lyra (music) K.
1: that's lawofattractionmagazine.net
0: well welcome lyra to law of attraction talk radio thank you so much for joining me thank you for
1: inviting i'm so honored
0: and super excited because the secret
1: had been like my one of my inspirational uh, movies and i really and books and i'm just so excited to talk with you jules
0: Great, yeah, well, Law of Attraction is my favorite subject. It seems like it encompasses everything. So you are really into energy and I love that because I think that is so important for people to understand the energy of everything so that we are better able to empower ourselves and you've got the secrets to that so that's why i wanted to bring you on
1: Uh, yes absolutely
0: Uh, you know i've been uh, taught how
1: to do this stuff when i was a child i was very lucky really really lucky and there's some such simple ways to incorporate the energy even of nature into your life and manifest through that you know it's it's fascinating
0: well so you knew about it when you were a child how did you learn about it were your parents involved with it or how did you discover that something way beyond the 3d world as we know it
1: absolutely I think well besides that we are, I I do believe and I've seen proof honestly speaking of that we are kind of born into the right families and with right ancestors in a way. For me, that's been the case. Yes, I my ancestors on my mother's side are coming from Siberia and they practice shamanism. In fact, they are. This is like the active thing they're doing. And I guess from my grandmothers, both of them actually, I always heard this: Lira, you can wish for whatever you want. Lira, nature is the biggest source this is what you know it's all available to you i heard that from when i was a little child like maybe five years old i was very aware and you know when you're a child and you told those things it's really you know it settles there and you feel like you have a magic wand you know i always describe myself as a topic like, i felt i had a magic wand and i i guess because now you know by you know studying it and knowing about it i've definitely am teaching about it i've really realized how much your faith really counts like you do really need to believe that you can do those things because it's you know opens up your energy opens up your possibilities and in a way if it's like if you have children i have five of them and you know i th- those things i tell them i said listen look at the nature nature has energy you can channel it you can accept it or you can just kind of be blind to it and that's kind of sad right because it's available it's available to everybody and we really use it i think and on the other hand i had a father who was a famous artist and kind of an interesting character famous uh uh one of the first soviet gurus if you want i'm from soviet russia that's where i grew up and uh he had his own art uh, spiritual art school where we learned how to and i was 17 when i entered that world and we learned how to channel to art how to channel anything you want, any information, and it's been a kind of, um, so I grew up with that kind of discipline of practice, of meditation, uh, and it's kind of a normal thing for me, you know, I think when you brought up this way, you think, oh, everybody must be doing that, and then I realized, well, actually, I have this interesting background, interesting training. And uh, what seems very easy to me, actually, other people can really benefit from. So when I'm teaching now, it's just I'm teaching often all of those old, uh, you know, the kind of ancient wisdom, really, that we knew and humanity always carried. Wow. Uh, So when the movie Secret came out, I was like, oh, my goodness. Yes, it's here now. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally.
0: Finally. We're (laughs) getting there. I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one. (laughs) Well, you know, Russia is so far ahead of us metaphysically. And it's like they are not afraid to go out there publicly and state things. Whereas here, people are still like, should I say that I'm a psychic over here? Or should I say I can see energy over here? People are too afraid to say that because they're afraid of being judged, but not in Russia.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, it's folklore, everything kind of had been, and you know, it's interesting the whole history because in a way church had been kind of forbidden, right, for 70 years at least of the Soviet period, and I think that drove people to go somewhere and look for wisdom and look for comfort and look for inspiration, and it wasn't church, it wasn't it was like where do you find that spirituality? And I think what people did they went to their roots, which is the almost pagan, uh old pagan ancient uh traditions and religions, which is of course very much connected with energy with energy, with nature, <laughs> right? Right. But that's where it all begins. Like I think what people you know skeptics maybe who talk about law of attraction what they don't understand that it's exists in nature so if you just look out and I'm looking out from my office here beautiful scenery that I have the you know these huge trees and how much energy they contain and and how they are like grouping together like all you know like attracts like all of just what we talked about previously it's just happening all the time so if we open our eyes to it we kind of will see and i think russians do have that um, traditionally, stereotypically, have that passionate heart. So we do we do say what's on our heart, and maybe that's why we kind of get excited and open about our spirituality as well, I- instead of kind of um, waiting for permission and is it accepted, what's going to happen if I come out as a spiritual being, you know.
0: Interesting, and I'm hoping that we here in the Western world will gravitate to that I think we are I think we're becoming open now so more and more people are becoming aware of everything that they're made of and so it is the perfect time but we still need to hear from people like you and I'm just delighted you're living in um, California now
1: That's right, that's right, I traveled the world, I've lived in many, actually pretty amazing places, starting from Russia, I was born in St. Petersburg, I grew up in Estonia, which is very similar, but yet so different culturally, and um, I lived in UK, near London for about 10 years, and then south of France, (laughs) I've traveled Boston, and then eventually here in uh, Bay Area of San Francisco, which... I find um, a quite a perfect place for me, you know, in terms of community, people, we, I have, you know, this buzz and uh, entrepreneurial buzz too, which I really love because it's super creative, very spiritual as well. And we will probably touch on that subject. Because oh, I- yes. Spirituality and business I think just go together absolutely so
0: absolutely, but (laughs) But you've had a very very interesting um, Life some of it was a bit uh, Traumatic for you as well because you have five children Congratulations,
1: thank you,
0: (laughs) but you became a widow at age 34 and wow that had to have been difficult how did you get through that knowing what you know about energy how did that uh, tell us about that
1: yeah that was really interesting it did it, it gave me even like just a reminder of that kind of like my body is still feeling it you know it's um, it was interesting because you know somebody who had practiced you know had been on that spiritual path from very very early age right i had this idea that uh you know spiritual people cannot are untouchable like there's not nothing bad ever gonna happen to you you're just gonna be have this happy life and you give to people i started teaching and healing people when i was 17. so wow. it's wow. it's kind of like i've been on the path and doing so much and i thought it's not like I thought that that's the consequence that nothing's going to happen, but I just didn't expect such a dramatic event happen in my life, you know. And I got married. I was so happy. I had we had three children, and when the tragedy happened, I was really quite, I think, shocked. <laughs> and, my, and my one of my questions was. Um, why is it happening to me, you know, at the end, now when I work with clients, often people say, tell that to me, like, I'm a good person, why is it happening to me, so I had that question too, and at the same time, because, you know, and I'm smiling, because I really feel like I, uh, from very, very early age, it's like I've seen people and myself as a, as a big spirit, as a soul that lives many lives. It's not just today. It's not always just about today. And so I kind of put things into perspective. So that's what helped me. And I was practicing art. Art was one of those ways that I practiced meditation, being with myself and really channeling the energy and being within the um, kind of higher energy of the universe. And what I did, I, I tell you what I did exactly for about a year and a half, I used to go to the same pine tree and spend 15 minutes just sketching it, and that was my, uh, first it was an escape, because that was happening while my husband was suffering from illness, and I knew the end is coming, and Mm -hmm. I just had to somehow find some safe place for me, because I had to take care of everything that was happening in that kind of background, and and I tell you, I discovered what happiness was, and I often tell about, and of course I see now people when they come in the midst of the crisis and it seems like that's the worst ever, or um, most, like, ridiculous time to find some kind of peace or happiness, but in fact this is it like, when you have no other option as to surrender, and as to just accept, and accept yourself with your guilt, with your whatever, whatever your anger, whatever comes to it, right? And that's what happened to me. I just had to sit with myself and see myself. And and at some point I had no choices to accept the reality. This is what's happening, right? He's dying. And and when it happened I was kind of I think prepared. You know what it's kind of internally it's felt like he's in a better place. And I'm just in this reality and uh, it's an opportunity, you know, and it's a weird thing to say because, of course, a lot of people around me were, you know, feeling sorry for me and treating me maybe a little bit like a victim, right? Like you're a victim of of fate, (laughs) of destiny, that's what happened to you and it's terrible. But I always felt like there is a life for me and one of the questions I asked was, what do I really want? and uh, as a person who always had a career and was, I was always working and kind of obsessed with my work <laughs> in a way when I lost my husband this is one thing I really realized that I do really want to have a relationship in my life a love in my life and I kind of put it out there I said "I, I want to experience love again this is not the end for me I will be happy again for for my for my for my kids, of course, and for myself, and then I just withdrew from everything that was familiar that's exactly what I did it I don't know whether it was the right thing to do or not, but I put myself in a totally different place mm-hmm. uh, and and I just started working on myself, which is going deeper, really. Feeling super grounded within who I am, uh-huh. and recreating that um, ability to to kind of just enjoy life. And it wasn't enjoy- like it wasn't like wildly enjoying life. I was just like looking at the sky, looking at the sun, looking at my kids, just small things. And and then yes, I manifested my soulmate. So this wow. is. What? It's just, you know, I asked for him, and he came, and it was a miracle altogether. So now it's another 10 years of happy
0: marriage and two extra kids. <laughs> I have five daughters,
1: so they're all beautiful girls.
0: <laughs> wow, five daughters. How wonderful. But you have two more kids with him?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are busy. Um, So you have, Um, you're a great one. To talk to about business and entrepreneurs and you talk about the spiritual aspect of business so here in the u.s we're going through a new paradigm with business and i i would love for you to explain how can a business be more spiritual now we're not talking religious We're talking spiritual principles, and how does that help a business?
1: Absolutely. So, in my own journey, right, being the kind of spiritual uh, teacher for so long, right, I was, and also being brought up in Soviet Russia where, all, like, every, you know, we almost didn't need money, okay, everything was free. Can, can I just say that? So the concept of money or business or being paid or doing this trade was not, absolutely not familiar to me. So it was interesting that I ended up in the States, right? It kind of seems like super unlikely place for, for me, right? Because, like, why would I? But, you know, when I look at people's I, I do all sorts of interesting things with my clients and one of them is just looking at how their life leads them to be right in the right place for them to really live their purpose. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I realized that in my path that I do need to be more direct with my teaching. And I've been doing art, i worked with hundreds of artists, creating, doing all sorts of interesting things that were almost, almost there. That's how I felt. Like, it's an impact, but it's a kind of different impact. And I wanted to be really direct. I started writing, and then that's led me to coaching. Because that, when I found that this is the real interaction between real people happens... Right, and this is what business is. Business is about you serving other people in whichever way, whether you are giving them some kind of a product or service, whatever you are doing. This is what business is, and good business. We all know the business is going to expand if you're giving more value. So, what is l- more spiritual than that? Right. It is. Right. This I- is the the spiritual part, and. Uh, you know, I've seen many people who have, let's say, passions or hobbies, and they kind of afraid, they separate, they say, that's my day job, and that's my passion, <laughs> right? And and they separate, that's where I make money, and this is where I'm filling up. And it's true, actually, in my second book, I write about it, that your passions are meant to fill you up. Uh-huh. But the business really happens when your passions are serving other people, which is a such a different approach right because then you you have to reevaluate how your passions can actually impact somebody what you know what are the needs of the people and all of that interesting interesting kind of uh i would say business work right the research work that goes into it and and business people call it market research mm-hmm. but spiritually we are just really finding out what the needs of the people in your community are right and then you create something for them, and that's. I, I think this is this is spiritual. And when you become professional, meaning that you become you are paid for for doing this work, right? And you're doing it regularly. You have a greater chance to really impact more people, more souls, right? And right, I right. see that when people really be, step up and become professional. The more people come to them, I would say more souls. Because often people ask me, like, I have, um, you know, soul soul contracts. I write about that, and you know, that of course our family is our immediate soul family, right? Immediate, immediate soul uh, soulful contracts that we made, and we are we kind of owe each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. But with business, this is when we invite new souls. And I notice the universe as soon as you say, "I am ready." how how do they say the the student is ready the teacher will come when teacher is ready the students will come it's the same way right if you are the you don't have to be a teacher but if you are uh, you know if you are ready to bring your gift to the world the people who need it will come don't worry about it this is what the universe does for you but you need to do the first step I feel super spiritual I mean
0: this is the path (laughs) I love it (laughs) So the people that are going into business and they are more interested in the money that they're going to make, rather than serving people and making them happy, it seems like there's a total disconnect between those two. Is that correct? Absolutely.
1: And I think, I, I've noticed, this is often when I speak with somebody who is um business owner and they say, oh, you know, it's just, it's not happening for me. I don't, I give so much, but it's not, yeah, somehow I don't get returns. And there's two reasons, you know, like main reasons that I see. One of them, which is probably you can't receive, you are blocked in some ways. But the other one, which is more often, it happens more often than we think. We are not really necessarily delivering the, the best value we can. And there are reasons to that right? There are reasons to that, meaning like, you know, maybe you're not um, sure of yourself, you're not confident enough, all sorts of reasons. But often when we just, you know, fix that, say, listen, value first, money comes to that, right? Money is comes to exchange to your value. So if there's no value, there's not going to be much profit, right?
0: right. And
1: um, so, yes, when somebody thinks, how can I make more money, the answer is very simple, give more value. But make sure that the value is actually real. It's not something you think people want. It's not something you, you know, it makes you feel better, but it's all your ego feel better. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Right? Right? But it's more like, is it really making a change in the world? So, and how many people that I've coached had done just that, which is just to evaluate, what is the real value? Can I increase the value? And then suddenly the profits increase. So it seems, as soon as they kind of see that, I think it's obvious, right? But yes, um, it's interesting. i had those conversations when people come to business and they come from the place of, how can I make money? right? It's, I mean, it's the question we ask, right? And is it wrong? Is it right? I'm not sure. You know, I think it's, it's because for for the business to succeed, you still have to figure out that you need to be giving value. <laughs> so it's like maybe the businesses who just care about just the money, they might just fail. You know what I mean? It's like it's just not going to happen because if we look at the great businesses and great uh, business owners who are really succeeding, you just think about it. They are bringing enormous value to this world. Right. Right. So it's it's a direct correlation. So I think it's just logical.
0: (laughs) You're right. So you mentioned that people could be blocked. Perhaps they are giving great value. How do you get them unblock? How do you coach your clients to unblock?
1: This is one of my favorite subjects because in a way I had to do it for myself right like i was the great example of somebody who was totally blocked to receiving right somebody who does work for years and years and years of giving and not understanding that the exchange is happening and it's interesting that exchange one of the things i learned on that part that exchange happened not the way that you think your ego wants it to happen right mm-hmm. but it's happened the universe just gives you things right because i have such an amazing lifestyle and if you think about it i came from this gray block in soviet russia right where money didn't exist everybody was poor right and just looking how my life took me right it's it's manifestation it is not it didn't come through some kind of exhausting labor it was the labor of love right it's just i've always given value but universe doesn't always does this you know like dollar for an hour or something right? right something like that and so that was one of the blocks i had i want to to have that exchange happen this way you know what i mean so when i realized oh, it doesn't happen this way it can happen any other way. it's like that's what law of energy is it's just universe brings you it's not about the who uh, that person you helped has to pay you you know I actually have, I do a lot of workshops for free for people. It's just my work in a community. I just give. Is it a selfish action? Like in a way, it's not selfish. It's just I'm so aware how all of this comes back to me, right? And it could be maybe a one uh, a client who, you know, pays me great fees, right? But the value that goes, goes to hundreds and hundreds of people. Right. So, and I'm very aware of that. I think this is how it works. So this is number like one of the blocks that I see that people may have. Right. Let's say people who are big givers is that it needs to happen this way and just accepting the way the universe gives it to you. And another thing was for myself is, you know, of course, fear of success. What do people say? What does, what does being wealthy or rich, what does it mean? What does it mean to charge? Should I charge? Shouldn't I charge? Right? All of those questions I had. So a lot of coaches or a lot of artists, a lot of entrepreneurs that I, which are very creative people and, very, you know, often spiritual people that I attract into my field, uh, often asking those questions. So, and the block is that. The block is just a, it's a cultural beliefs that they inherited right it's the it, it's you know it's we all know about those limiting beliefs and they can be cleared absolutely and they need to be cleared because if you are in that place of i'm afraid to become successful um in all sorts of different ways whether and financially included um, uh, it's just it's actually just that doesn't serve anybody because you that means you're not serving enough people right so
0: Right. Interesting. So go along those lines of um, fear of success. What does, why would people, why would they want not to succeed? (laughs) <laughs> I know, isn't that bizarre, right? Yeah. We,
1: say, we say this is what we want, and uh, at the same time, we, we are doing this, right? Like, bring it to me? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. So, in in a nutshell, it's, it's a fear of unknown.
0: Um. It's a
1: fear of unknown, because I don't know what's going to happen to me, right? I'm going to explode. Uh, what do people say? they're not gonna like me. So it's interesting I developed this um particular system of archetypes, which is a A-type shadow archetype. So for every person who I, I need to establish through a couple of questions, what A type, what is what's your success type? What's what makes you successful? How does that happen? And as soon as I know that I could look at your shadow and say, "Okay, that's the deepest fear." For example, somebody who really cares about people, the altruist, for example, right? They would be directly. They fear would be the fear of being alone. Yeah, and uh, uh-huh. and that means the fear of success. This is what what it is. What do people say? I'm gonna lose my friends. I'm gonna lose my family. Uh, you know, like I I I'm not gonna be able to 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 love my own family, right, to attend to my kids or whatever, right, so it's it's directly correlated, and you know, and people have different priorities in their life and success, what what success really means for them, and the fear is kind of that, right, you can look into it, you can analyze it and just say, okay, why don't we work on that, and my answer is always one of the first things I do I say, take a reality check take a reality check when you're anxious, when you're you're scared, just really look at the at what would really happen like what's the what's the um percentage what, what like what's the statistics <laughs> like how many people you know who are successful who had lost their friends so people start really uh-huh. like thinking calculating well, not that many you know maybe they have more friends like you know it's like it doesn't depend. Actually, it's the, uh, lots of unsuccessful people don't have friends <laughs> or losing friends. Like, just kind of like that. I call it a reality check. Right? This is the first thing we do to kind of get out of that. Uh, you know, sometimes people have even panic attacks, and I worked with amazing people who had turned down such massive opportunities for growth, right in their lives, or great exposure that was coming their way they just, so I just, I cannot handle this, like, I, I, I can't, like, I'm not capable of that, and I often say, just just breathe, and see what would, what could really happen, right, and then that really helps people to just kind of feel grounded, okay, whoo, it's not that bad, <laughs> so fear of unknown, fear of unknown, and then, and of course, we all know this wonderful Abraham Hicks, uh, tool, which is, you know, don't ask what if I fail, what if I succeed, what if I will be happy, what if I will be most amazing person in my success, what if? Focus on that. On that.
0: That sounds like um, the key. What you just said, we can use that for anything in our lives. Whatever that fear that crops up, we can say, well, what if? I am exceptionally happy because of this, instead of, oh, no, what if this happens? So it's like we have to take control of the way we think.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, mainly this is, like, that's how I started out before I started helping people. This business is uh, really working on your mind. My goodness, our mind is extremely responsive. <laughs> we don't even know. Like one of the, and you know, as a psychologist, I <laughs> definitely like what we are even told that it's so complicated. Oh my goodness! Like you, you, you got this thing. You inherited this whole set of patterns and and beliefs and oh my gosh, how are you going to live with that? And people get terrified and like, oh, is that all I have in my life, right? And the answer is no. Your mind, it belongs to you and it's in a way, it's kind of operates in a very simple way. It does exactly what you want, what you truly want. So yes, if you, law of attraction is the same, right? It's not about what you say you want. It is what you truly want. And And our mind actually... You know when we say things like, "Oh, I'm so tired, I don't want to uh i i the only thing I want is just to take day off right, and then suddenly we get sick for this one day, yeah. don't understand, but the mind it's not really it's not like some magic happened it's to, you told your brain, and your brain is like okay she wants she needs to switch off right, so what we say, what we imagine, what we how we obviously think, the old attitude that we have about ourselves totally totally can be changed and i think most of the time <laughs> that's just my opinion maybe because i work with so many people who are uh, ambitious and trying to achieve something different that, than what they have right i say yes it needs to be changed often we have to become somebody who is who is that person right that has all of those things or is able to do all of those amazing things in life we need to become, we need to grow into that person. And that person might have a different set of beliefs, different attitude uh, and emotions. Big, big part, because emotions is energy, right? Right. right.
0: So the emotions of fear and <clears throat> anger and all of these what we would might call the lower emotions, they are exceptionally important for us to not ignore but to allow them to be motivators for us to move beyond them. I mean, that's why they actually exist so that we can stop the fear. Otherwise, we wouldn't know. We would just be diving over that cliff without stopping and thinking about it so it is our survival we have to accept right
1: absolutely and that's why i think reality check is so important because sometimes there's a real consequence to your actions like it's not just the fear it's you're fearing for a reason right it's like um you know if i make that decision for example i've seen um you know couples they want to split there there's a real consequence to what's gonna happen after that right It's right. the effect that you're gonna have on kids and da 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 da' I'm not saying it's bad or good it's I'm saying there's a real consequence to that. Yes, you do need to be very responsible and fear or or guilt or whatever happens has in a way its purpose right It makes you kind of stop and think a little bit right and and unfortunately, when we get into that we we can get stuck in a thinking mode, right? Because what we do next often, what people do next, instead of really... Because reality check, just the, the whole concept, is really actually looking at the real situation and what would really could happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just about, like, I presume that's what's going to happen, right? Often, like, I've seen um, and just one of my clients is working with abused women, right? And, um helping them to kind of leave the relationship and you know how often those women would tell themselves it's it's okay i'm here for the kids well reality is the kids are suffering you know what i mean it's like sometimes you need to face that you know you need to be making decision and and uh not just presume (laughs) what's gonna happen but actually look at the real consequence of you you know i was staying stuck Staying in the in the fear, and that fear definitely will show you that is uncomfortable. It's time to change. It's in, very very interesting. I find that fascinating. You know Abraham Hicks the um, table of I think it's twenty two emotions. Right. Right. And. I'm a big believer that feelings need to be processed and, and released and absolutely, definitely felt. What I've noticed is that people often judge themselves, right? They put labels, this is bad, fear is bad, and joy is good, right? <laughs> kind of to simplify. And then they're afraid to be afraid. They are afraid to feel sad. They're afraid to really actually feel, right? And then they numb themselves, and that's another story. But in reality everything is energy everything is energy whatever label you put on it it's still energy I remember talking to my um first daughter when she was 10 she's 20 now so 10 years ago and uh, you know like pre-teens I guess right she was going through that period and she said mommy I just feel so angry I'm just and of course she we also just being, you know she lost her father so it was all this you know uh-huh. emotions and I said my darling I said don't be afraid of your anger. It's just energy and you can, because if you understand that this is just what you have, it's like it could be anything, it could have any different flavor. If you understand that you're so much in control of, you know, how you're going to color that energy, how, what kind of taste you're going to give it, right? It's, right? it's really up to you. It could be anger today and it could be love tomorrow. Like, don't be afraid that you have this intense emotion. Just start really owning it and seeing how, can can I do? I want to change it. Can I be changed? Can it be changed? It's called sublimation, right? You can sublimate it. You can, which means moving it higher and higher up in the hierarchy of your emotions, and, and that's what would happen through kind of. It's a spiritual again. It's a spiritual spiritual practice, spiritual process when you are moving from the energy that scares you that makes you feel bad into the energy that makes you feel good right and so of course manifest totally attracts different things like there's a like i said it's logical that you would want to be in a different energy right but don't be afraid of the low energy it's it's still your energy <laughs> it's still you <laughs> just be um that that's what i mainly like teach people very very quickly is that Be the master of yourself. Be the master of your emotions. Don't be afraid. Don't think that this is something outside of you and it's totally out of my control. It's just my hormones. No, you can actually really be in control of your emotions. It's a good thing.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Because we always have the choice of how we want to think. And we can choose to be... To, to take that emotion and deal with it or we can just you know <laughs> let it stay there and just keep on living it and having it affect our lives. So how we are it's up to us. We can change or not change. We can be happy. We can be miserable. So if a person is um, stuck and they need to come back Do you make them see it or suggest that they see it as energy so it's not—it's something that they can identify with? It's like, okay, this emotion is stuck in here. I can't figure out what it is. So how do you get them to identify with it? Perhaps they've had it since they were in their early developmental years. Mm -hmm. How do they do that? Do you recommend, um, them talking to a coach who's apt to see it better or more often. In the case of not seeing it, do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yes, because they are, so they're so the different modalities, different type of coaches for a reason. Because so, let's say coaches or healers, right? They're energy healers, they, you don't need to identify anything; they just move your energy, right? And it's interesting. I've been taught how to do that. And worked alongside a most amazing healer, really. she did amazing stuff, and she used to teach me Reiki, and um, you know, so you could, it could be done this way, all sorts of different ways. So in a way, we kind of, like I personally attract in my field, and particularly on my couch here, <laughs> right in my office, people who are more intellectual they kind of prefer to talk about they prefer to 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 name it right and this Uh is so what i prefer so we do we um they're kind of big thinkers right in a way and yes sometimes emotions are confusing for them like i don't understand like what's happening to me and often they come with with health problems as well, right? It's not just the business is stuck. It's it's my whole body is aching or whatever. So let's look. And yes, I call it, uh, this is my own method that I developed called fast-track psychoanalysis. It's just within one session we really go really, really deep and understand, like you said, absolutely, yes, it happened in a childhood for the first time. And then you're just repeating the pattern often, the way you react, the way you trigger it. It's all just a repetition of that first trauma you had. And trauma doesn't mean it's been something like super horrible. It's just the little things that affect us when we were children, but we learn and we kind of like, we just repeat that. And we repeat that for one reason. It feels comfortable. That's what the strangest thing is that often when we, even when we suffered, right, this is something that we know. And the happiness and freedom and unlimited opportunities and possibilities is something we've never seen. It had not been modeled. It's kind of like, I don't, I'm not sure if I want that because I don't know what what's going to happen to me if I'm in that space. So you know right. what I mean? So there's so many things that happen within that kind of um, conversation with people about releasing traumas or going through those feelings, Let you know letting them go because often people are holding on to them because it's something that they know. And so that's what happens. And in a way, for I find it very easy when I just ask, right? It's not when we think it takes, and I do, sometimes we do hypnosis or self-hypnosis sessions where, yes, people can go deeper, but most of the time it's on my mind. We actually, if we are asked and given at least, like, three good minutes to sit in silence, right, and we ask, what's the origin of that feeling within you? Tell me about it. People are like, oh yes, when I was five, you know, that happened. Okay, let's look at this. And then we look, okay, it didn't just happen to you. It's also, oh, it happened to my dad too. Oh, and my grandparents and my uncle. And then you kind of like, okay, you see where you got it from. Uh And now, my always, like I'm When I used to be a therapist, that was my job. It was never my passion, I have to admit, because I'm such a futurist. (laughs) So I always feel like, okay, we know. Why? Can we now move on, right? So that's my always been my kind of natural way of, you know, being excited about life, I guess. So with my clients, I say, so now you know. Do you want to continue that pattern or do you want to get out of it? I've never heard anybody saying, no, I want to stay in it. Right they say oh yeah (laughs) can I just drop it I said yes you can and that is a healing in itself so often we uh, it's like and then people walk out and even the way they sit you can see that the energy everything is like you know most of the time they feel so relieved and really the conversation that really I think actually happened was yes it's the permission it's it's somebody else uh, you know coach somebody they look up to telling you yes you can it's safe to let it go because what happens next let's that we're gonna set a plan we're gonna make it happen right because often people feel that when they let go of something there's a big void they of course don't know that void is so important <laughs> <laughs> nothing new can come in if it's all like blocked and over right. there's everything but uh, in a way it's comforting for them to know that You can envision the new life. We can set it up. We can set steps. You can go there, right? And then they feel like, whew, I'm not, like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm safe here without my baggage. (laughs) (laughs) And I can move on, and I know what I want. This is all, you know, I just need certain steps and actions, right?
0: You know, one of the... um... biggest blocks that I've discovered, even within me, is that it is so comfortable getting into that victim mode. Because it's kind of a self-survival. It's not me. I'm not the crazy one. It's you. You're the crazy one. That affects your business. That affects your entire life. That affects your every relationship. And it's so comfortable being there. And It's like you don't even realize until you grow up and start getting on in years until someone says, would you please stop the victim mode? And it's like, what do you mean? What does that mean? So it's like people do get set in their emotions and cannot recognize what it is. And that's why we need people like you coaches that can pick it up and say okay let's really examine that and perhaps for the first time they're going oh my gosh oh my gosh i had no idea but that is a huge huge thing that stops people from enjoying their life because they have to stay safe and they have to feel that it's not them it's others But there's nothing that can destroy you more than being a victim
1: absolutely absolutely and you know what i like doing is because i work with such brainy people right they really want to know like like tell me how it so and i love of course uh, because i'm also brainy so i love kind of like showing them the mechanics of your psyche what goes into it we all have this ego which is really our human part it's our inner child often This is what gets stuck, right? And you get this amazing people. I work with amazing leaders and and like such givers. And oh my goodness, they're so advanced in so many ways. And this is what their spirit is, right? This is what they came here to do. When they aligned with their spirit, they are flying. They have this huge courage and and ability to inspire crowds of people and take them on the journey with them. And all of us, absolutely all of us, Even the most and the most advanced of us have this inner child, the ego, which is, wants to stay safe. It's, like you said, survival mechanism. It was born when you were born very shortly uh, after, mainly probably when you encountered the very first human being, which is probably your mom, right? And you understood that, as a baby, that, you know, my life depends on that person right will i get fed will i get hugged will i get loved and i need to be certain way to get that Mm. because so babies are of course you know they start crying they start smiling they do things they learn things right this is the kind of it's not it's not the spirit spirit doesn't do anything to please anything it's just like i'm just shining that as bright as i can right but we are human so just by the virtue of that we all have our human part means we all have an ego, right? And that means that ego needs to be taken care of, right? And it okay. pops out ever so often, right? And those, what people don't know is that it's it's never the the work is never ended. It's not like you can just heal you in the child and that's it. We're gonna carry that in child with us until we go because we're humans, that's that's all it is, and that means we constantly, that inner child needs attention, that's when you mentioned that this victim attitude, the, the mode, comes up, yes, it does come up, because when we're triggered, when our inner child needs security, needs reassurance, what we need to do, we need to just go and give it to her or him, like whatever whoever you have there inside, right, and and just treat it as a child, because it is very limited, right? What we understand as adults and as as also spiritual beings, we know this vast potentiality that we can uh, go to, right, and really live and uh, realize. But the inner child only knows, I need unconditional love. And what does it mean? I am entitled, I am entitled to be treated with love and respect, however I am, even if I'm not taking responsibility, even if I'm not taking action, even blah 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 blah, <laughs> and that's where the blame comes from like right. they somehow have to do this for me it's in a child, if you think about this is what the 5 year old would say right, mommy it's your fault <laughs> it's raining, it's your fault <laughs> give me sun, right maybe not 5 year old, but the 3 year old right, or 3 year old <laughs> um, but I have all sorts of Kids, so I see them, right? It's mommy, it's your fault. And it's, of course, it's it's the child. It's the child. And uh, and yes, it's going to pop out, whatever will pop up, and that's what the whole fear of success. This is why I see most amazing people who are uh, like really doing, rocking it. They're doing great things, but they still have fears. It doesn't matter. Same fears that, that anybody else has, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. Um you have a school that I want to bring up so that everybody can enjoy that. So tell us about your school.
1: Yes, it's called the School of Inspired Life. Mm. The tagline for it just came to me and that's how I live and this is how I this is what my purpose is to bring to this world. It's soulful and spirited. In work and in love. So what? What I'm bringing to whatever you do in your life, whether it is the job, the career, the business, that that output, I would say, whether it is in love, which is your personal relationships, your your intimacy, the the joy that can happen because we are humans we absolutely need relationships this is what we this is so important for us right but if you look at it as a continuation of your soulful path and if you see that you are also a spirit right so which is this most amazing light that is meant to bring inspiration to others this is very very interesting right and if you see that that you are not just this body and your ambitions and your fears and your you know human self right but you have this bigger uh, bigger self right uh, your life will be so enriched one of the my very early clients had told me she said lira you it's like i I've, I've now live in this in a different dimension she said i've never knew that it's actually my life that it's available to me and i said yeah because when we just live in our bodies and we think that's all we do right this is like and that's where you you've mentioned people who are doing business from the point of view okay i just made so many dollars i can go eat i can buy another car i can go on a holiday kind of that way right it's just what body wants right, and then there's another one which is soulful path, which is what else am I doing through my work for example, or in my relationships why are those people with me, right I love this, (laughs) I love working with, like looking at the, why families get together, right and so the school really is about helping people who want to feel enriched, that their life is not just about you know the 9-to-5 job, or making money, you know, taking care of the kids, looking at this partner who, like, we, you know, like, kind of trying to have that relationship, but actually seeing it, that that's your soulmate. Right. <laughs> like, you actually are almost obliged, You you owe each other something, you came here because you are here to absolutely impact each other, and support each other in growth. And and what does that do to relationships? And so when I started doing this, I opened school just recently. After having, she's good fashion uh, business, which is just coaching and just after hundreds of people I've seen, you know, I'm saying the same things, I'm teaching the same things. Why don't I just put it as a curriculum somewhere where people just can go and start learning, right? Uh And and so I have interesting kind of programs that come out of that um you know depending on what people want whether it is about health uh and we have for example one of the programs i do is release 20 pounds of pain right because it's about emotional eating and addictions right and it's about how do you because we're numbing emotions you said how important emotions are to us absolutely most of the time we're so scared that we don't even want to feel them so what we do, we go open the fridge or we drink or we, whatever right? just as soon as I don't feel myself and it's, it's one by one, we go through emotions and the process that I teach and I'm having great results with that, people really like Whoo, and they, they lose weight or whatever else happens as a result, this is great it's kind of side effect of just like, just not being afraid of yourself anymore
0: Russia is number 2 listener of 135 countries. So, Ooh. can you do us a favor and say something to all of our Russian listeners in Russian? Can you do that?
1: Uh, quickly. Uh, здравствуйте, дорогие друзья. Я так рада, что вы здесь и что вы слушаете меня. И я надеюсь, что информация, которую я вам сегодня дала, поможет вам в вашей жизни, в ваших отношениях.
0: That is so wonderful. Um just do me another favor if you don't mind. Can you just tell everyone in Russia how much we love them here and how much we support them in everything.
1: Jules только что сказала, попросила меня перевести, что uh, она вас очень любит. Спасибо за то, что вы слушаете ее передачи, и она хочет послать вам огромный, огромный привет и пожелать вам добра и счастья. Спасибо
0: wonderful wonderful thank you so much for delivering that message i wanted to do it myself but i don't know (laughs) russian so thank you uh i want to send everybody to your website because it is great it's (laughs) she's got passion.com thank you jules that's been delightful thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with another great show from law of attraction talk radio If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at LOARadioNetwork.com and have a great week.